You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for Season 2 of The Take On. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yoss. Welcome back to The Take On. I'm here with my clubhouse friend, becoming real friend, Will McFadden. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me, Amir. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to have you. I mean, you're... Listen, you started you know, your YouTube channel in 2006 with your brothers, Go Potato TV. I mean, you have 139 subscri- thousand subscribers, not 139. Um, amazing videos, hilarious. Um, and then, obviously doing Storytime podcast. You've been doing the Clubhouse Rooms with Leah Lamar. Hilarious. Um, I have seen those and I mean, listened to those and I've super enjoyed it. Um, 25 billion views across platforms um, from YouTube to TikTok to Instagram to all of it. I mean, that's insane. Uh, and then also uh, founder of Collab, um, which is a great platform as well. Um, when do you sleep, my friend? So you're doing a lot of stuff. Well, you know, when I when I die, that's when I do. <laughs> and hold on, I have a quick I have a quick warning. I ha- I'm fostering an elderly dog right now, who just wandered into the studio. And so if you hear any like snoring or or coughing or excessive licking, that's not me. That's okay. uh, old Gary, the dog, and who is Good available to for to be adopted. If you're interested oh. in adopting an elderly dog, Listen. Um, you can you can go on Mayday uh, Mayday Rescue at, at Mayday uh, on um, on Instagram. I love that. Okay, wow. Okay, so you do all of that and you foster dogs. Okay, so that's amazing. Um, if anyone wants Gary, hit up will um we'll put the instagram you know in the in the links and you know maybe you can adopt a new dog i love that yeah he's a Um, sweet sweet old man oh my god that's amazing we don't mind dogs we don't mind snoring it's all good um (laughs) i'm happy you cleared it up in case anyone thought you were licking while doing yeah i just didn't want anybody to be like what is that like faint snoring happening throughout (laughs) the entire podcast that's hilarious um i do want to jump right into um kind of what was the kind of what's the story behind ironically um the storytime podcast like what kind of inspired you what was what was the kind of what's your mission on that yeah so um so you mentioned collab in in the introduction and collab is a we're we're a digital creator studio and network and we're we're actually the number one network working with tiktok creators so across our tiktok network we have over 1.6 billion followers working with amazing creators like Adam Ray OK and Spencer X and, and um, you know, so much Clausen's I could go on and Sean does magic. But so we, we, we noticed that story time content has just been such a, an amazing, you know, vertical on pretty much every platform that's come out. 
And uh, we wanted to create a podcast that was highlighting some of the best story time content from creators out there. So we, we reached out to a lot of our talent and that were already doing story time content or, you know, maybe a talent that had never done a story time um, and weren't known for telling stories, but had a huge following and, and their audience would love to hear them talk about their worst date or their crappiest job. And um, yeah, so that was kind of the impetus to, to start a podcast that was kind of a, a curation of the best story time content from some of the most beloved creators on the internet. And that way, the audience doesn't have to go scour the internet to find great stories. You can just come to our podcast and listen. I love that. I mean, it it, it helps. Again, I, I always tell people, I'm like, especially with TikTok, you know, I, I love TikTok as well. It's all about education. And I think that if you can bring an opportunity for people to kind of be spoon fed, people love it. I mean, I worked as a publicist for 15 years. Like everyone wants to be kind of, they want digestible content. So yeah. the fact that you've done that is pretty smart. I love that. Yeah. And it's all about you know, relatability. It's all about, we've all had these experiences and I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that every single person has an amazing story to tell at least one. And sure. it doesn't have to be about some epic heroic, you know, you know, moment. It can be about something mundane. It can be about something small and, and, you know, minute, but it's how you mm -hmm. tell the story It's how you get into the details and the, you know, paint the picture that, Oh yeah. That's, Absolutely. that's what makes it a, a beautiful tale to tell. Everyone has a book in them. I, I've, I've written two novels and a lot of people are like, oh my God, that's crazy. I'm like, everybody has a book in them. Even if your story seems kind of... Again, a lot of movies that really translate with audiences are pretty simple stories. Two people fall in love, they die together. It's like the notebook. You know, like it's like, it, it's pretty like standard. It's just, it's just about the way that it's told and, and the way that people receive it. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. What's the worst job you've ever had? Oh my God. I've had so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> so have I. I've, I've got a handful. Um, let's see. I'll let you choose. Um, I was a costumed character at the zoo or oh, would you like to hear about, um, doing in-store infomercials at Sears? Oh, those are both so bad. <laughs> I think the zoo one is bad because I was just at Wild Animal Park over the weekend in San Diego and it was so fucking hot and disgusting. And just imagining you dressed up as like, I don't know, like a Superman, just, yeah. it's just crazy. It's funny. Oh, that you, you said, were dressed as Superman, not no, even an animal? Not even oh, Superman. Zooperman. Oh, the zoo no. Superman. So like a knockoff Superman. Oh, um, was it I, hot as f in there? Yeah, like, this is when I was in like? college at, at UC Santa Barbara, and um, so it was it was blistering. And oh, it's funny that you mentioned lemurs because my audition to be uh, part of this program was first I had to do a monologue or something, and then they made me oh, uh, go watch the lemurs, go watch the ring-tailed lemurs for fifteen minutes, and then come back and pretend to be a lemur. No, yeah, and they just watched no. me act like a lemur. But yeah, I got the job because oh apparently uh, my lemur is on point. But wow, uh, yeah, they would they gave me like a, a pleather mask, a cape, uh, um, an apron, and a kazoo, and they were just like, <laughs> I don't know, run around the zoo and like entertain kids. Uh, Not a kazoo, yeah, oh a kazoo, God. and I had a you know a pocket full of stickers of like you know otters. <laughs> so, oh my God, I love the I, lemur thing. <laughs> I would. Um, you know, I'd run around and kids would be like, what's your, what's your, you know, superpower? And I'd be like, I can see things from an animal's point of view, which is the lamest superpower of all time. <laughs> and then they'd be like, can you fly? And I'd be like, of course I can. And then I would stretch for 15 minutes until they got bored and left. <laughs> that is pretty much, that's a bad job. I mean, it seems like 
you made it fun, but it sounds like a horrible job. Like you gotta, you gotta make the best of it. But yeah, the cool thing was that I, I got to run around the zoo and just hang out at the zoo at all times. And like, you know, when we would be rehearsing our, our little shows, cause we'd also go to elementary schools and perform and dance and sing. It was very silly, but we would rehearse at night when the zoo was closed and it was creepy, man. Oh, I'm sure it was. Ooh. Yeah. All the nocturnal Ooh. animals come to life. Yeah, the night zoo is always really fun. <laughs> night zoo. We should write a we should write a play called Night Zoo, right? Like it's kind of like Night at the Museum. I don't know why they didn't do one where yeah, it was like, Night at the Zoo, Night at the Sea World. I guess it's not that. I guess it's not as exciting because they're already alive. So <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. That is, we'll workshop it. It's a work in progress. We'll work. We'll yeah. work on that. We'll we'll go back to that. Um, yeah, that that's a pretty bad job. That's funny. I mean, mine was probably when I worked as an assistant, I pick up dog shit all the time. And I remember my dad was like, oh, I'm so happy I never had a job where I picked up dog shit. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> like, There's nothing like that. Like nothing was that like your sole responsibility else's. as the assistant? Pretty much. Yeah. Were you the assistant mm -hmm. to like a... a to like Jif Palm or something? Was this a, a famous dog that you were assistant to? I mean, it... All I can say, it was someone from American Horror Story, and I was one of like four <laughs> assistants, so I had to pick up her dog shit. Oh my god, that was pretty much my job. It was like in the house and like around, and then after a while, I was like, "Why am I even doing this? I haven't met a single producer. I haven't met anyone important at all. So what am I doing here?" Like I, you just, I think Hollywood like is so weird that when you first come, you're like, "Oh, I'll do this because it's like a great jumping off point," and then it's like, "Oh, this person's not going to do any fucking thing for you." So it's just, it's like a lot of people. And this, again, this is like something that I say a lot. If someone over promises, they're going to under deliver. Like there's absolutely no way they're going to actually give you what, what they're saying they're going to give you. So yeah, a lot of, I empty, mean, my advice to my empty promises. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, my advice always is honestly, like make your own way. Like I'm pitching a show now. Like I brought the table, I set it up, I put the chairs and then I invited people to the table. Like there's no other way to do it. There's honestly, you're, you're, unless your dad is a producer and you're a, I don't know, like a white, straight, mediocre man, then maybe there's an opportunity for you. But otherwise the rest of us have to like make our own opportunity. Nepotism so. <laughs> is real in this business. Oh yeah. It is oh, real. Oh yeah. And uh, it's not just Hollywood. I don't want to just say it's Hollywood. Cause I mean, in any industry, honestly, knowing people does help um get you kind of in the door and, and i guess that's my next question is like a lot of people i'm sure ask you and they've asked me how do you like make a platform right like i mean obviously i worked as a publicist so i kind of knew how to like pitch myself and brand myself but a lot of people don't understand like they think that if they post something they like and they they do it they're going to be noah beck right they're going to be addison ray because it looks easy but all those things that look easy are very hard like i post like four to five times a day. I'm constantly creating content. And, you know, people message me and they're like, oh my God, you're always like in my feed. And I'm like, good. Like, I don't, even if that annoys you, no, you I don't really give you, a shit because you're, you're I'm You're grinding it out. You know, it's a full-time job being a content creator. And a lot, yeah, a lot of people write it off as like, oh, you just got lucky or you, you know, or it's so easy. And it's, it's really not, you know, so many creators that we work with have worked at it every day and night for years uh, before they made a dollar, they worked at it like it was their full-time job getting zero money. And now finally it's starting to, you know, they're starting to reap the benefits, but that's kind of our whole goal at collab is to help creators quit their soul sucking day job so they can focus mm -hmm. on doing what they love every day, which is creating. 
Exactly. And and that's and it's funny because like I had a lot of clients that were influencers and a lot of people would be like, oh my God, they just got lucky. I'm like, they've been on TikTok since 2018, yeah. end of 2019, if, if like you, beginning of 2019. If you they didn't get up, on it because there was a pandemic. Exactly. And if you yeah. add up all those hours that they spent putting in, I mean, it's basically like they're making minimum wage, you know, once they actually do start getting paid. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work. I mean, I don't get paid. I, I get $100 here, $100 there. Like I don't, but I still put the time in because to get to 100,000 and to, I mean, I had a video waking up in the morning that like everyone was redoing, but I didn't get any money from that. Like it, people think like you go viral. They're like, why aren't you verified? Where is your money? I'm like, that's not how it works. Like I had a video that everybody did. Will Smith, I had 13 million views. It doesn't, that doesn't translate to brand deals. Like people don't understand like how these things work. So again, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. If, if there is a way to kind of break it down and make it more digestible, do I mean for me personally? Like I know it's going to sound really elitist, but getting a five hundred dollar, a thousand dollar partnership is just not worth my time. I'd rather just do it for free. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. is that? Yeah, is well, that? It, am I being delusional? No, it depends. It depends on what kind of content you're making, and you know if your goal. First of all, if you start a a social media channel, if you if you start you know on a platform and your goal is to make money, you're going to fail. Because the audience will sniff that out right off the bat. And go, really this person do. is just here trying to like get brand deals and or is just like th there's no passion or authenticity to it. Right. I mean, I, that word is so overused in, in this industry, authenticity. But it's true. Like you, you have to show up and bring what you what you bring and, you know, bring your stories, bring your comedy, bring your whatever vertical you're in, whatever genre you're trying to make. You got to you got to bring yourself to it. And if your goal is to get brand deals like it's it's going to fall apart pretty quickly i feel like right. but you know starting anything starting is the hardest part just right. just trying it and it takes courage to get in front of the camera and to put yourself out there and yes there there's going to be negative comments or or you know cyber bullies and it it just starting is the hardest part once you start once you put it out there and get that ball rolling you know then that you've got that out of the way. And then it's just, can you stay consistent? Can you keep posting? Can you keep fighting through the creative block and, and, you know, just sweating it out and keep putting things out there. Um, and honestly, I've seen creators who aren't particularly talented, aren't particularly funny, but because of their commitment to it and how they continue to post over the years, they've gotten a huge following and it's just based off of the the commitment and the consistency. That makes sense. I mean, people want that consistency online. Like I, you know, my sister has a really big account and she's like, if I don't post for a couple of days, I lose thousands of followers. And like people are, they like that consistency. It kind of feels like comforting to them. Like I know when I, when I take breaks, people are like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Like they start freaking out. So I, I think there is a level of like that consistency. I want to ask you about like what you said, right? About, cause there's a lot of like when, especially when I first started, it was like, you're not funny. I don't like this. It's dumb. You're not good at dancing until I found my groove. Like that like pushing through that, like I love that you mentioned that, like that creative block, the, the hate mail. But how do you like, you know, especially what you said, like, right, like they're not su super talented. They might not be that funny, that consistency. But what what is the je ne sais quoi? Like, what do they have? Right. I look at profiles like, I mean, it's no diss to like, like I see no back. I'm like, I see it. Addison Ray, I see it. I look at other profiles and I'm like, I don't see why you're interesting at all. 
Like, I don't get it. Like, maybe it's not for me, but I keep looking at, and I look at it from like a PR standpoint. I'm like, I just don't get it. So do you think it's like, I hate to say it's lucky or are they the right place at the right time? Were they there when it, the app first launched? Like, because there are people I'm like, you're doing the same thing every day. It's not that interesting or t- you're not doing anything that's like that surprising. Um, how do you, like, do you have clients where you're like, why don't you try this? Or like, or do you, or is that not really the direction? It's more just like, okay, they're doing what they're doing and it works. No, I think, I think being malleable is the key to having longevity on social media. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to adjust and to change. I always talk about, we're basically like scientists in a laboratory that Mm -hmm. is Instagram or that is TikTok. And we're, we're tinkering with different ingredients and sometimes it blows up in our face or sometimes we make some gold you know, and it's just about how do we learn from each outcome and continue to, to experiment. So Mm -hmm. for creators, inevitably, and a lot of the times they blame it on the algorithm or they blame it on TikTok, suppressing their content. (laughs) Exactly. Shadow ban. I love the idea that there's some person who works at TikTok, who's like the shadow banner, who's just like, (laughs) my job is to shadow ban content and like suppress. (laughs) And it's like, that, that, that doesn't really exist. It's just, you know, people's content it gets popular for right. something that they're doing. And then the audience may get tired of that topic or that right. style of content and you'll see your numbers dip. And right. yes, of course, TikTok does suppress certain content, certain words, certain hashtags, certain, right. you know, like gay. You, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's, there, I don't want to discredit it. Right. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of creators who are just blaming their, their drop in views or engagement on the platform rather oh, than yeah. looking at, what they're doing and going, how do I adjust? How do I, how do I shift? And, um, or how do I just ask my audience what they want to see? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it, there's no shame in just including your audience in your content creation and making them mm-hmm. a part of the process. They feel more invested if you do that. And then they show up to the thing you post because they had a hand in creating it. But that's a good point. And the poll, yeah, like the, you do a poll, I always try to get yeah. like my audience involved in some way, you know? Or, or on YouTube, they have the community tab and, you know, so many of our creators, especially now YouTube shorts is just exploding and they're pushing, you know, that new tool. But we're seeing a lot of really popular TikTokers posting their TikToks to YouTube with the hashtag shorts in the title. That's what I did. Their, yeah, yeah, I got I mean, half a million views on YouTube. You I have no subscribers. Like, I yeah, nothing. it's we, we've seen some of our talent, you know, gain over a million followers in a month and a half just doing wow. YouTube shorts. And I could see that. But the, the crazy thing too is their community tab is just like bussing with comments and questions and it's so engaged. So they're, I mean, there's just so much power there. But back to the question you asked about hmm. working with our talent. One of the main things that I love doing with our talent is we have these writer's room, these brainstorm sessions. So for somebody who's been creating on YouTube for two, three years and they're kind of hitting a wall or something's not clicking. We sit down and we we brainstorm with them for an hour, just throwing out as many different ideas of what they can do with their content. And if one of those little ideas turns into a video or turns into a format that they run with, then like we've helped them break through that that block. And this is actually something we've been doing on Clubhouse too. Oh, cool. That yeah. sounds really cool. And especially when you've been like, I've been on Instagram for three years now, and then I was on it before and I was a Snapchat verified user. And like you do reach a wall where you're like, oh. Like, what else am I going to do? But, you know, I, I also believe that you can be inspired by other people. Like, sometimes when I don't know what to do, I'll do, like, a duet or a stitch or, 
you know, a remix. Like, so there are ways around it um, to kind of get inspired. But that's really cool that you guys have like, you know, brainstorm sessions. And I love that. that that's really cool. Um, because I do that with my other friends who are creators. Like we'll do it with each other and be like, why don't you try this? Or, you know, try that and kind of and be inspired um, and give credit. Like the, I, this is the next thing I wanted to ask you because the, like when I did Waking Up in the Morning, um, the E! News said that Will Smith did it. A lot of people were taking credit for that trend. Little Nas said he did it. I was like, I did it. Like I posted in January, it went viral in March. And like, there's an issue with credit, especially when things go from TikTok to Instagram, because people are like, oh, well, Will Smith's the first one to use the sound. I'm like, I posted it. So yeah, it's my sound. And, and a, what was that? <laughs> oh, you're like, it's my sound. I made it. Yeah. Like it, waking up in the morning. I mean, it's, it's so clear. The thing went viral in March. I posted it in January. So obviously like I was way ahead of the trend. And it was funny because a lot of people were like, stop trying to ask for credit. If I'm not going to get paid, I'd like to get credit. Like that's the least you can do is fix those things. So what I wanted to ask you was there is a lot of white creators, um, especially on TikTok that are taking black and brown and gay creators and like literally verbatim like taking credit for it. Yeah. And yeah, shot for shot remakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. There's one guy, I can't remember his name. He's just not even I know, important enough to remember. I know exactly who you're talking about. Do you know I don't what I'm talking about? Say, yeah. I don't want to even want to say his handle. We're not going to say his name because yeah. I don't want to give him even more clout, but he does exactly. these for people who don't know, he does like lives and like literally brags about stealing people's content. And, and he, he says, I'm an a, actor. Yeah. It's so bullshit. I just can't. So for someone who's like kind of in there and working with, a lot of influence. And let's be honest, like I, I don't mince words. A lot of the people that do well on TikTok are attractive white people. Like let's not even mince words. Like I'm not going to pretend that that's not what it is. So, you know, attractive, young, fit white people. And and again, there are a lot of black and brown creators and there's a lot that are doing really well. Like my friend Drea, is Drea Knows Best, does really oh, well. yeah. Yeah, Drea, like she's Drea a great was, Drea was on. She, Drea is a collab creator. She's been with us since the Vine days. Oh yeah, and, she's um, awesome. She's also um, in the first episode of Storytime. Yeah, she's awesome. Like she's she's so great. So she, I, I took a hosting class with her, and I remember our teacher told her she's too extra, and like was like you need to minimize it. And it's so funny because I remember telling her, "You're like literally six foot one. Don't minimize anything. Just be yourself." And. It, and that works. And that's back to the authenticity thing that you were saying. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But anyway, I've talked to her about this. And I've talked to a lot of other creators. And, you know, even for me, like, having to write gay at sign Y or sex spelled S-E-G-G-S. Like, some of this stuff is very puritanical and outdated. Um, and I hope that the algorithm will, like, figure its shit out. Because I'm not trying to brag about it, but I've done such good work on this app. I should have a million followers. I have a hundred thousand. And that, and that's everything to do with the fact that I'm brown and gay. Like, I'm not gonna, like, I don't mince words. I'm not trying to ask for pity, but that's really the fact. So I want to know as someone who's in it and working and, you know, is connected to TikTok and Instagram and all that, how are, and, and, and it's okay if you're not, but like, 
are there ways to 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 really like alert the because I've talked to people at TikTok. I have a friend who works there. I've told him all this stuff, and it's kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're working on it, and it's kind of like doesn't seem like they are, you know. So I just. I know it's kind of controversial, but like even with the Black Lives Matter movement, they were taking down people that were posting about it. And then when it got really big, they started popularizing it with hashtags. So I'm just kind of like, wait, are you using us? Are you like, I know that in June, they're going to be all about pride and love and love is love, but you can't write gay. Like it's like, doesn't it, I, I feel a little like not to go on a long ramble, but I feel a little used by the app. So I'm just curious, are there ways to, I don't know, like maximize like, how people are treated on this app or to kind of bring attention to it. I don't know. It's, it's tough. You know, the, the beautiful thing about the platform is when somebody's content is stolen or is, you know, completely shot for shot, right. Remade. The, the, what I love to see is the, the fans of the original creator showing up and being like, you stole this. And you know (laughs) that I love when, when they do that. Yeah, when your when your fans show up for you, and I mean it sucks that it has to come to that, but that's it's kind of like yeah, you your your army right. of fans has to be ready to like, you know, go to war at any time. But in and they of, show up. Will they even showed up for yeah. me? They were like going on Bravo TV and they were telling all these people like, oh, stop taking credit. This is his sound. Like they they did that. Like I'll have to yeah. give credit to my to my fans for sure. Exactly, and that's you, you know. It 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 sucks that it has to come to that, but that's kind of the way it's got to be. In terms of the platform, like you know, first of all, it's it's owned by a Chinese company, and then you know, there's the U.S. division, and so who knows what is happening from the top down in terms of uh, you know what kind of content can be promoted. Um, but you know, the, the 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 great thing about it is that there is the platform that we can post things and yes if they're they're being suppressed but we can have the audience and we have the platform to say hey you are suppressing this hashtag and you know that we can speak out about that and right. i think they i think they are trying to figure it out but i mean i don't even know how you begin to to pick it you know to pick it apart and to figure out who's in charge of you know who's the shadow banner and we need right. to fire that person. <laughs> right. Like who's who's kind of going some of this stuff is just like, and I see it on all platforms. It's not even just brown or black or 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 gay. It's like I see it on like just the straight guy was like, why is it sexual activity if I'm cooking without my shirt on? Right. Like some of this stuff just doesn't make any sense. And then there's content that's on there and it's like the gray sweatpants are all up. All those I'm like, that's a lot more vile than anything mm-hmm. I've ever posted. Or just so I mean the, the sexualization of underage girls. Like yes. you know, that that's yes. a major issue with the That's a the major, platform. major issue. Like, and then aside from that, like there's also all of those like you know, straight guys that are pretending to be gay as a joke. I mean, oh, I think yeah. that that is like very, very toxic. And then the yeah. whole super straight thing. I mean, there's just a lot of toxicity. But again, social media is always going to be a bit toxic. Like for someone who's been on it for almost 10 years and I've done it for clients, like, y- mm-hmm. you know that it's going to be a bit like, it's going to have its toxicity. Again, I'm not like, oh, yeah. I'm going to delete the app because whatever. But like, it also, it, it's just, it seems like certain amount of people are getting like, are getting the money and then the rest of us are kind of like okay like even the creator fun i felt like was such a fake out um so i, I don't know yeah. how, what did you think about that whole thing because it, it kind of felt like oh yeah i'm part of the creator fund and then it was like all of my videos dipped in views and then it was like here's 200 dollars. Like, i, I, I mean, just didn't really understand what that was about i'm 200 sounds pretty 
pretty good. I've heard a lot of people. I mean, the, the you know the CPMs were so low, and yeah. it's 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 great that they're that they're trying to offer some sort of monetization. I think right. one of the reasons why Vine died was because they they didn't offer any kind of way to monetize for the creators. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like TikTok is, is learned a you know a little bit from Vine and from Musically in terms of like listening to what the creators' needs are and trying to adjust as much as possible. Vine, there was right. just like there was nobody for years, and they, just the creators were like, "Can we? Can somebody please uh, help me?" <laughs> I'm like, "We're just going to YouTube," and they died overnight. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we yeah. we worked with a, we were working with a lot of popular Vine creators, and we kind of saw the decline of it. Um, and we were really encouraging our creators to start their YouTube channels ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. But and you know, the, ultimately, it is important for your fans, like I said, to to show up and to to help credit you and protect you and and right. you know be your your champions. The comment section on TikTok is amazing. Like they need to give they need to have comment influencers because some of the people's comments like are so good. They're better than the post. Just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I I, I rush to the comment mm -hmm. section sometimes Me after too. I watch a video. I'm just so excited to it's scroll so and see good. what... Like, the comments are just, just so straight up stand-up comedians in the comments. No, like, they straight up incredible. are. And there's certain people that are constantly kind of commenting on my stuff and they're always the funniest. Like, there was this video of someone's goldfish getting surgery and the comments were just like hilarious. It was like Dr. Nemo and like Nemo goes to... I, I mean, some of the stuff was just so funny. I was just like... I Stuff I would have never thought about. I, I like, also love the weird corners of TikTok that that I end up on sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like there was a minute where I was on like cartel TikTok. <laughs> I liked some some video of like a boat chase, and then I was like, "Well, now I'm seeing like pounds of cocaine and like <laughs> digging a tunnel." I'm like, "How did I end up here?" It's a weird corner. It's pretty. There's a lot of weird corners, and like there's so much stuff that I learn about. Like I didn't know like during the Colombia crisis, like there was a lot of drag queens on the street. Like I saw that through TikTok. I would have never seen that. It's going to be on the news. I've learned more from TikTok than mm -hmm. I have um, from, you know, my degree Absolutely. in college. I mean, like, I'm like, what degree? TikTok <laughs> is... <laughs> I mean, I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater, so I, I didn't That's learn funny. that. Yeah, mine was but, communication, so uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I use anything yes. from that. You have a podcast. That's Yeah, but communication is not putting it to work. Communication is like cognitive dissonance theory and like shit like that, that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. talking. I thought it was about talking. That's not it. That's journalism. <laughs> I learned oh, it God. the hard way. You were like, I signed up for the wrong I major. I picked the wrong major. Whatever. It's fine. It's all good. It's all behind me. We're moving yeah. forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who actually uses their major? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Um, that was actually a recent TikTok trend that I saw that was like, tell us what your college major was and then show us what you're doing right now. That was probably funny. The, 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 <laughs> Yeah, the stark difference. Wow. Is pretty like, funny. yeah, I don't use my degree at all. Except when they're impressed that they're like, oh, you have an MBA. I'm like, oh God. It's like you literally you can wipe the toilet with that if you work in Hollywood. No one cares. Um, anyways, uh, before we get into my sad life, uh, I wanted to ask you about um this whole idea of like, okay, so be, having been on Clubhouse, right? Like there's this idea that you have to be an expert on everything, right? You have to know how to do LinkedIn and TikTok and Twitter and Pinterest and fucking Instagram and everything, right? You got to do it all and you have to do it all so well and you have to cross promote. And I kind of don't agree with that. I think that being good at like two things really well is better than like being half-assed at a bunch of things. But I'd love oh to hear God. your advice Amen. on that. <laughs> My 
concern with Clubhouse is the amount of experts that are on the platform. Is everyone is a self-proclaimed <laughs> expert in all and life in NFTs, Bitcoin, life coaching, marketing, TikTok, Instagram, like, and there's no shame in saying I don't know. Mm. Like, if you are not an expert in a thing, please don't give advice. Say I don't know. Like, we were doing a room recently and uh, talking about um, creator strategy and you know helping people come up with content ideas. And somebody asked about Pinterest. And instead of me giving them a bunch of advice on Pinterest, I was like, I, I honestly, I've used Pinterest a few times, but I do not, I'm not an expert in the ways of Pinterest. So I have, I, I'm not going to give you advice. And I just felt like nobody's doing that on Clubhouse. Everybody's throwing out advice, whether they are experts or not. And I just wish that like people would just be true to themselves. And like you said, it's fine to be an expert in one right. or two things. We, we all can't just be experts in no, every it's field. Unnecessary. So like pick your lane and yeah, pick your lane and stick in it. That's good advice. I mean, especially on Clubhouse, I think a lot of people are also selling stuff. They're selling courses for anyone. Yeah. I know I've given out a lot of invites to people. If you're going on there, I, I, my cousin called me yesterday and was like, this is a lot of trauma dumping. I'm kind of over this app. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, it's also so positive. Like I get a little overwhelmed with how positive everyone is. It's a little is. fake though. You know, I started, and, I don't know if you know my yeah. club. I don't know if you saw it. It's toxic positivity. <laughs> it, yes, it's very yeah, passive exactly. aggressive. And I remember Rohan who started the app like in one of the town halls was like, Amir very pedal, like started this very petty club that I love called toxic positivity. And I was like, yeah, because when I started, everyone was like, that's not a real thing. And I'm like, it is because literally I was talking about my coming out story in a room. Well, and someone was like, Amir, you're past it. Let's be a cheerleader for... Our, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm allowed to be upset about whatever I want to be upset about. Like, yes. don't... Yeah, let me feel yeah, my let feels. Let me feel my feels. But a lot of people like are quickly to do... Like, I remember I was sharing something and I was like, nobody unmic and do the cheerleading thing. I'm going to start talking. Like, and, and people... Always, I always get messages like, we're just trying to be supportive. We love you. And I'm like, delete. Like, I don't, I don't know you. Like, people are like, we're best friends. I'm like, I literally don't know you and I don't need new friends. Like, I haven't, I really literally wrote it on my Clubhouse profile. I was like, no friends IRL. And people were so upset. I got so many DMs well. And I'm like, it's called sarcasm, number one. And I'm kind of half not kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're a trailblazer thanks. on Clubhouse thanks. then because so many people are just like, yeah, or just, it's, it like makes me, it's cringy. It's so It's positive. too cringy. And it's then like, it's like, we're doing meetups. Let's just also give, no. yeah, let's give some real advice to people that's not only like the, the, the sunny but side. People of hate me because I give real maybe advice. Maybe it's okay to say, hey, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. I say that and people get mad at me. Like this woman was like, I want to move to LA and I'm going to be a star. And I was like, you're not going to be a star. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to be a star. Like you're not putting in the work. Like I, I, you want to take my master class, and she like didn't want to put in the work. I was like, if you don't want to work hard, I'm sorry. You're not gorgeous. You're not a model. Like you're not that talented. So there has to be something to stick out. She's like, no, no. I just it's hard work. I know how. I'm like, honey, working this is not working at a corporate job. Like Hollywood is like harder than the NBA. It's harder than trying to be an NBA player. There, there are. Like, give me a break. There are a million, there are over a million people in this town who are working harder than you at any Amen. given moment. Writing their scripts. You, like, like, you have please. to, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, I, I, I want to run this one Clubhouse idea yes. by you and see if, uh, so first of all, we're, we're going to be, you mentioned the, the Storytime Live yes. Clubhouse with Leah Lamar that we did. And we were doing, you know, our, your crappiest job in 90 seconds and it was super fun. So we're, I think we're going to do some more of those kind of 
different topics, but basically inviting people up from the audience to share a, a quick 90 second story and whoever has the the you know the cringiest date <laughs> or the most terrifying paranormal experience, like we we give a prize, but super fun room. But I had this idea in the shower the other day where all of my best ideas come. <laughs> but it's for a room, um, I think it, it'd be called objectified, but it's it's all inanimate objects on stage. <laughs> so it's like I think it would, probably the moderator would be a cell phone oh God, because the cell phone's just like the just the most popular object of all time. Um, and you know, we basically, it's a safe space for objects to kind of like get things off their chest or their screen or whatever, and, um, just kind of complain about their existence. <laughs> so it can be like, oh, we've got a chair in the audience. Like, oh, let's bring up the chair. And the chair is just kind of like, I'm just tired of like carrying everybody's weight and just being, just being sat upon. And, you know, it's just like, you guys just pull me in, you push me out, you flip me upside down, you put me oh on the table. God. Like I'm not a piece of meat. And then there's like a piece of meat who's like, Hey, I'm, I, how dare you? Oh my God. I already know a bunch of people that could do a good, I mean, Ami is the first Amit Harris and then Jessica Oak. Those two people would probably do a great job at that. Right. It was, I feel like it's just, there's people are taking so many clubhouse rooms so seriously about like, yes, I got to get my it's NFTs and my Bitcoin. It's like also over here, there's a room where a bunch of inanimate objects are talking about. I love, like, I love it. I love it. Amit had a room where, where it was be. just constant resetting. So every time anyone came in new, he'd be like, time to reset the room. Like, and that's kind of fun. Like we need to stop <laughs> taking ourselves so seriously. Like every room is like, yeah, I'm sorry. If you're on your room, if you're running a room for 10 hours on Dogecoin, you're actually not doing anything because you're oh just sitting God. there talking out of your ass. So like, if you're you're actually investing right. in shit like i remember like the the president of time magazine came into one of my rooms and was like i can't be here for 12 hours like i gotta yeah. go i have stuff you're to in, do like you just i'm sorry like <laughs> if you're important enough you can't sit in a room for 14 hours like it, it's a time right. suck like so uh, for me oh my god i had to turn the notifications oh, yeah. off too i was just mm -hmm. like and i kept accidentally hitting the <laughs> notification and then ending up in a room and be like oh i hate yeah. that oh, leave quietly oh. God, <laughs> I ended up in a private room with someone and I was like, I have to go. And then, and then my Ugh. friend like followed me in and then she got stuck. And I was like, well, you should be smart enough to just leave quietly. Boo, I'm not talking to a stranger in a private room. I know it'll, it'll be like this person just joined Ooh. and uh, yeah, then like welcome them. I'm like, oh, I accidentally pressed that button. Now I'm in a room with them being like, oh, hey, uh, hate that. hey, ex-girlfriend I haven't spoken to in 12 Ooh. years. Welcome to the clubhouse. I got to go. My worst fear, Will. It's my worst fear. I think it's like there should be a way where you can do like an invisibility cloak or something because I don't like that. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to yeah. listen. Like I don't want people to be like, Amir is here. Mode. Ugh, I hate that. Just be a ghost. Yeah. Like I just want to be a ghost. Come on. Come on, Clubhouse, give us ghost mode. I, that would be really lit because I want to go into rooms sometimes and just listen. And then my friends are constantly inviting me. Like 13 people are inviting me to stage. I'm like, I don't want to go on the fucking stage. Like, you got to get like a burner phone and you know, create like a. <laughs> maybe that's the way. I mean, that's the antisocial way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just I don't like listen. people and I'm on social media. See, that's the, like, that, that's the crux of it all. <laughs> like, I don't like people. I think they're irritating. And then when you've worked in service as long as I have, oh, you, yeah. you people are stupid. Like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't care if you're offended, <laughs> but people are 99% of people are stupid. 1% are yeah. great and they make 99% of the money. I mean, that's like, it's just really like pretty mm -hmm. A to B. But even with Clubhouse, like the amount of ingratiating messages, you're amazing. You're, I, I've been mm -hmm. waiting to have a gay friend. I'm like, this is not the place for you. This no, You came yeah. to the wrong stop, boo. <laughs> like, I am not going to be like objectified or like, you know, like that whole friendship. You're my best friend. It's like, ugh cringe it's yeah. not for me um anyway before i offend more people um i just wanted to wrap up and ask you kind of for anyone who's starting their profile like, like get this question a lot in my class or just mm -hmm. people dming me where do i start like 
what's like, do you go with like, what's your vibe, right? Some people are so sarcastic, so they're great for Twitter. Some people are all about mm-hmm. these like amazing photos, they're good for Instagram. TikTokers got to have a sense of humor. You have to kind of be quick on your feet. Um, where do you recommend people start? Is it about like finding a brand or like figuring out like maybe a mission statement? Like where do people start? You gotta, you gotta figure out what, what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. what you love. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you love dancing or if you love video games and you start a channel where you're dancing or you're playing video games, it's going to be a joy for you to create content. But if you love dancing or playing video games and you start a cooking channel and you, you hate cooking, it's going to be a nightmare and you're not going to want to do it. Um, so you got to tap into your passion because whatever your passion is, there's at least another thousand people out there who share it, even if it's super weird and kinky. You know, there's other people out there who have that same passion as you. So tap into it and start, try and come up with 50 ideas for pieces of content before you post the first one. That way you're not going to get three in and be like, oh no, what do I, what do I do? So if you, if you truly are looking to, you know, have that longevity and to have a, a, a channel that you're going to build for years, you should be able to come up with 50 ideas for for different, if, especially on YouTube, if you're you know starting a format or a channel, 50 ideas for videos, um, and then be like, okay, this is a great idea. That's something that I can do for, I can commit to for the next two years before I could commit to it for two years before making a dollar and I would still be happy doing it. And if, if you, those boxes are all checked, then I'd say, start your channel and go for it. But otherwise, you know, you're going to burn out after a few months and, and, you know, you may have fun doing it, but if you're, I'm talking about if you're trying to be a full-time creator, you know, if you're trying to make a living doing this. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, that is like, yeah, that's really like good advice. Cause it's people I think struggle with figuring out where to start. So mm-hmm. well, I like what you said about do 30, 40 pieces. Of con- and you're not going to post all of it. Like I, I think people are right. so scared to like be bad. But I mean, the funniest thing is that like, when people go back that are really like successful now, go back to their old posts. It's like kind of funny because there's like a cringe factor. Of course, like you're yeah. not going to know what you're doing. Like, yeah, no, it's great to go back and react to your first post. And exactly. How, you know how much of a disaster it was. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's more content. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I've loved talking to you. I mean, it's been so interesting and, you know, all of the cool things that y- y'all are doing with collab and, you know, your story time podcast and, you know, yeah, we gotta get you, we gotta get you on the podcast. I would love love to hear a story. Um, (laughs) I would absolutely love a terrible job or a horrible travel experience or, you know, a terrible date or, you know, your most embarrassing moment, (laughs) your awful roommate, you know, any of those we'll, we'll take them. I have a lot of those stories. Yep. <laughs> I'm that person on an airplane that people sit next to and go, I'm getting a divorce when I land. I'm like, oh, fuck. Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, thank you so much, Will McFadden, for being on The Take On. Um, please tell everyone where they can follow you and you know, plug anything you want to plug. Please go right ahead. Yeah. Go check out the Storytime Podcast. It's on all of wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram, storytime.pod. Um, and then if you want to check out Collab, if you're a creator out there who is looking to kind of go pro, um, you can check out our website, collab.inc, or you can follow us on TikTok at Collab. We have almost 2 million followers now. 
and um, or on Instagram at collab. Okay, perfect. Love it. Everyone go follow and then we'll put all those links in, you know, in the bio as well on the episode. Thank you so much, Will. I appreciate it. And everybody download TikTok. Have fun with it. Download Clubhouse. Have fun with it. Like stop being so fucking serious. Um, Thank you, Will. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.